Welcome to the Story Apothecary, a podcast filled with medicinal and healing stories. My name is Nana Tomova, and I'm a storyteller and a pharmacist, and stories and medicines which I dispense. In this podcast, you will find my prescriptions of stories for the body, mind, heart, and soul. So I invite you to join me as we enter the healing world of stories together. everybody, welcome to the second episode of 2021. Welcome to the Story Apothecary with some story medicine. I'm looking forward to sharing this story with you. Last one a couple of weeks ago was about Babochuma, the plague, and it was a beautiful yet a little bit of a heavy story. This one is lighter and as beautiful, I think. Um, I love all the stories that I share with you. I take great pleasure and great care in picking them and spending some time with them before I record them, um, getting to know them from the inside out, asking loads of different questions, being curious, wondering where they come from, who is in them. Um, And then once I have a couple of stories, uh, that I feel really excited about sharing. I ask my Patreons which ones they uh, they would like, which one they would like to listen to, and whatever they decide is what I record in the podcast. It's uh, it's wonderful, and I wanted to say a, uh, a hello and a great thank you to my new Patreon from today called Julie. Julie, thank you ever so much. It means the world to me. Um, and I also released uh, a few days ago, I released something new for Patreons only called Baba Yaga's Calendar. I released a little sample taster session, um, I think it was yesterday on the podcast. It was about Baba Yaga. Um, and I, uh, yeah, it's been something I've been really excited about for a long time and it's wonderful to be able to put it out there. So, uh, if you would like to listen to it, come over and join me on Patreon for as little as £2 a month. It makes such a difference to me to uh, to see the supporters that I have. A beautiful, um, beautiful community. And um, when I decided to go part-time from my pharmacist job to, to do more storytelling work and story walks and record this podcast, 
I didn't know that what was going to happen uh, in 2020 happened. So it's how these things go. So your support uh, means a lot to me. Um, what else did I want to tell you? Uh, I wanted to thank everybody for coming to the um, to the Slavic stories for the winter solstice. A few people have asked if I have recorded them and I can send them a recording. And I'm always sorry to disappoint people when I say that mm, I don't have one. And I haven't recorded this one and I have no plans to record any of my storytelling sessions. They are live. They are a once upon a time experience and it makes it even more special. So um, I will be definitely doing another one for the summer solstice uh, stories about the sun, uh, Bulgarian, possibly other Slavic stories, but mainly Bulgarian stories about the sun. I've been working on uh, specifically one of them for every year now. It's, um, it's such an amazing story and it goes back to the 10th century as far as I can, I can find. It, um, it used to be a folk song and it's been... Um, it's been related all the way back and um, I'm trying to decide if I can as well do one for the uh, for springtime for the spring equinox when we are going to welcome the warmer months so I haven't quite decided if that's doable but I'll let you know how it goes so today's story then uh, today's story is called the potter's wish and it's a story from Nepal and it's really beautiful and it's a story uh, for me anyway, it may be something different for you. For me, it's a story about perfectionism. It's a story about the creative journey. It's a story about control and lack of control. Um, it's a story about letting go and, um, you know, the cre creation and, and being uh, a creative is, is something that I am certainly, um, not something that I've always called myself uh, but it's something that I've embraced the last few years maybe five six years um, and you know I'm so grateful that I have and it's not a well if you ask any artist or musician or uh, a poet or, or writer they will tell you that their work of art is never finished or never good enough or um, never quite there, or it can always be better, and very rarely is there a 100% satisfaction. And it could be the same in academic work, certainly uh, an essay or my, or my master's uh, thesis was, was never quite, you know, good enough. Um, so it, it's, it's knowing when, when to say enough is enough, and when to say this is, this is good, this is okay. And why perhaps that, that innate sense of perfection, which many people hold, um, may not be the solution. And also that, um, that wanting to know how things are, not wanting to know that things will be okay, things won't, um, won't break, things won't go amiss, they won't... Um, people won't fall ill or people won't die and, and this won't happen it's all going to be okay and the fact that we can't control that and so perhaps this is an element of this story and uh, I look forward to to sharing with you the potter's wish from Nepal
Once upon a time, there was a skilled potter that aimed for perfection in all his undertakings, in all his creations. Oh, he was a skilled potter. He was that. Let me tell you, the things that he created, the care that he put into them, he would work. He would work from from sunrise to sunset and when you looked at his face, it was so peaceful and so much love and so much care. And his hands, his hands would, would be at the wheel, moulding and shaping so much love and so much creation from his hands. He had a, a beautiful family, a wife and children. He loved them dearly. And he would share his time between them and his craft, spending more time with his craft than them. It was so dear to him. And he was, uh, he was quite a, a devout man, a religious man. And before making any pots, for that's what he was good at making pots, before making any pots, he chanted sweet devotions to the Lord Shiva, the Lord of creation the Lord of Destruction, the God of the Fine Arts. He prayed each time before he made a pot, he would pray. He would pray and call upon the Lord Shiva so his work may be beautiful. So he would give him strength and give him courage. And one day while he was praying, a brilliant, so bright beam of light came down and appeared before him. And in the centre of that light stood no other than Lord Shiva himself. He smiled down upon the potter and said, Your devotion touches my heart. I shall reward you by fulfilling your greatest desire. Now some would wish for wealth. Some would wish for power, some for immortality, some for health, some for gold, a house. But the potter? No. Our potter. The only thing he wanted was to make perfect clay pots. Perfect clay pots. So perfect that they would never chip, never crack. Never break, always remain untouched by the passage of time, untouched by the elements, untouched by the people who handled them. Perfect pots. The potter kept his head down while voicing his wish and then looked up at the god's radiant face. Very well, said Shiva. Lord Shiva with a half-smile. It was neither joyous, nor mocking, nor pitying. When the great Lord vanished, the potter quickly and excitedly set about making a large clay pot. He made it with so much love again, so much attention, so much care, spinning and moulding, spinning and moulding. When it was finished... He took a deep breath. He took it up, up above his head. 
and then he let go, dropped it to the floor to see if it would break, and yet the pot remained in perfect condition. <laughs> the potter rushed out to the courtyard, and he took, an, he took the pot, and he threw it with all his might into the floor. No, it remained in perfect condition. He, he threw it against the rock. He took a rock and started bashing it. It remained in perfect condition. No matter how much hard he tried, he could not as much as a scratch his perfect surface. He got his friends and his family to try and break the pot, but the pot remained whole and perfect. The perfect pot that he wished. With time, word spread far and wide that this potter was selling unbreakable pots. Unbreakable pots! Customers thronged from the neighbouring towns to buy them. They came from far, walking the, the dozens of miles. They were even willing to pay extra for such extraordinary pots. But the humble potter, he kept to his old price. He was just happy he had created perfection. Never had he been so successful. And it brought him great joy indeed. And then as time went by, when days turned into weeks, turned into months, he learned that all the other potters in the district, they had been driven out of business. All they had to offer were, well, breakable pots. <laughs> Nobody wanted to buy them, why would they? They could buy unbreakable pots. Soon the potter's own business began to dwindle. Not even a year had gone by when there were no more customers left. For everyone's kitchen, you see, was stocked with pots that would last forever. The potter himself was broke. Out of business completely, he could no longer feed his family. All the potters were doomed to poverty and suffering. And so this was the way for some days, some weeks, months even. And every day the potter carried on praying and one day he was praying to Lord Shiva and he wept. He wept, oh Lord, he said, how could one simple wish have created such misery? Seeing the potter Lord Shiva took pity upon him and again appeared before him saying, O oh, devoted one, are you not happy with the results of your wish? I made a great mistake, Lord. I made a great mistake. Please take back the wish, for I never, never want to make pots which will not break. I see now. I see that no human creation is meant to be perfect, nor is it meant to outlast time. Pots are meant to break, and they're meant to be replaced. Lord Shiva, the great destroyer, and therefore the great creator, he replied, I am pleased to see you now, now understand the essence of your craft. From that day on, 
Clay pots resumed their true nature, like all things made of clay. They cracked, and they chipped, and they broke. And soon enough, all the potters were all back to work again, and life went on as it was, used to be. And the devout potter was so happy. He felt a near ecstatic gratitude each time he made a pot. And he smiled to himself knowingly each time that a pot would crack or break or chip. There was such satisfaction in his work, gratitude and pleasure, knowing that his pots would not last forever. And this is precisely why they were so special. It's in the very essence of life. Life itself about breaking, making, remaking. Like a great cloth which has to be sewn and re-sewn. I was reading a book today uh, called Wintering. It's by, um, it's by Catherine May. And as I was walking today uh, in my local neighbourhood for a walk, and as I was going past the green spaces, I heard the author say when she was interviewing someone that someone who was great at embroidery and needlework, how the needle has to break the cloth, in order to repair the cloth. And I knew I was recording this story and it made me think of that. And it made me smile. How things get destroyed and remade. Destroyed and remade. And in Japan, they have this concept which is uh, much more widely known, I first uh, heard about it through my from my mentor Natasha Lithgow when I was doing a photography course with her. Gosh, going back seven eight years now, the concept of wabi sabi. You may have heard wabi sabi. And um, wabi sabi is 
in Japan specifically, when they make a pot, and when that pot cracks or breaks, they glue it together, and that crack, they paint in gold, and they treasure it. And it becomes even more beautiful than it was before because it is broken. It is, it's a world view of the acceptance of transience and imperfection. Because those are the qualities that make something beautiful. And this, this transience, this imperfection, this breaking and remaking, this not lasting, this can be seen anywhere everywhere it's all around us the best example is nature we're in winter some would say it's it's the season of destruction the season where the season of death the leaves they're fallen the trees they're not green they're sleeping animals are hibernating but it's through that like lord shiva himself the the Lord of destruction, and therefore the Lord of creation. There is no creation without destruction. And so at a time where we want to control things more than ever, at a time where we want to know what's happening when, at a time where everything is so fast-paced, this story teaches us about the beauty of destruction beauty of impermanence, the beauty of letting go, knowing that what you create, whether it's a, it's a work of art, whether it's a job, whether it's gardening, putting your hands in the earth, whether it's raising a child and parenting, whatever it is, whatever we create, it cannot be perfect. It should not be perfect. It's those imperfections that make something beautiful. There's a really famous quote by the late Leonard Cohen as part of a song. And it says, I'm sure you know it. It says, forget your perfect offering. There is a crack, a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And so I'd like to invite you to reflect upon this story, the simple beauty of this, of a story in this tale, about the, the joy of making something imperfect, making it just because you love making it, and letting something go, and the liberty that comes with that, the freedom the lightness, the inspiration and the pure joy that comes with letting go.
I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I look forward to welcoming you again in the Story Apothecary very soon. Have a wonderful week, my friends. See you again. Thank you for joining me in the Story Apothecary for healing and medicinal stories. I hope we'll meet again. Until next time.